I hope all of y'all had a good Thanksgiving and that you didn't eat too much like I did. <laughs> it is good to gather with friends and family, and it's good not only to gather with friends and family for Thanksgiving, but it is good to gather on Sunday. Now, this morning, we're going to wrap up our series that's entitled Happy Thanksgiving. And so let's pray and then we'll get right into this message today. Father, we just thank you for this opportunity that we have today. Lord, as a church, you give us this opportunity to gather. Lord, we've come together in your name. And Lord, you gave us this promise. Jesus, you said where two or more of us are gathered in your name that you would be in our midst. So we thank you for being present. Lord, I thank you that you are present as I minister this word, that the Holy Spirit takes this message. And Lord, you build, you strengthen, you bless. And Lord, we pray that not only it ministers to all of those that are here today, all of those that are watching right now, but as this message and podcast continues to be played, Lord, the life of your word continues to minister. And we thank Thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as you wrap up this series today, I'm going to wrap it up with a message that I've simply entitled Thankful and Blessed. Now, one of the things that we've discovered in this series on Happy Thanksgiving is we've discovered just how powerful gratitude is in our life. In fact, we've made the link between our gratitude and our happiness. Grateful people, people who express their gratitude, are simply happier people. Now, not only are they happier people, we're going to see today one of the reasons why they're happier people is because they are blessed. Thankful and blessed. Let's get into this message today. And let's start by going back to our text that's found in the book of Psalms. Here the psalmist was writing, and he gives to us a truth, really a truth about happiness. Psalm 89, 15. It says, Happy are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence. You know, Christians are supposed to be happy people. Now, we live in Florida. Walt Disney is just right over there. And what do they say about the Magic Kingdom? They claim that the Magic Kingdom is the happiest place on earth. Now, I figure if a mouse can make that theme park the happiest place on earth, surely God can make his people the happiest people on the face of the earth. Now, I'm not saying that everything that happens to us is always a reason to be happy, no. But I'm saying regardless of what happens, we always have plenty of reason in God to be happy. And God wants us to live happy lives. The problem is, even people who don't know God want to be happy. But whether we know God or we don't know God, so many people in both categories are not happy. Believers aren't happy. We're looking to what the Bible has to say about how happiness happens. Because in the chaotic world we live in, we will be a bright light if we live happy lives. That overall, people say, boy, that's a happy couple. That's a happy family. 
We got to know where happiness comes from, how it happens in a world that will give you a lot of reason to be unhappy. Let's take the unoff and be happy. Go, go with me. Let me remind you of this truth that we've learned in First Thessalonians chapter five, verse eighteen. It says, "Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus." There you go. That's how happiness happens in every circumstance. Regardless of what is happening, we are going to give thanks to God for who he is and for what is about to happen. Because if something's going wrong, he's going to come in and heal, bless, recover, strengthen. He's going to work it together for good. Now, now listen, don't go crazy. You, you don't give thanks for what is happening. I mean, folks, sometimes Christians have just, it's like they've lost their mind. I, I, I remember the guy's first name. Maybe Jeff will remember his second name. His first name is Peter, I believe, but he's a wise Australian businessman. He was a bricklayer, and Billy Graham came to Australia, and he received Jesus and then from then on, he just began to prosper and became one of the, literally one of the wealthiest businessmen in all of Australia. And he told his wife one time, he said, honey, if I ever need a brain transplant, get me the brain of a Christian. And she said, well, you know, of course you can't ever survive a brain transplant, but trans, uh, you can't transplant. But what are you trying to say? And he said, give me the brain of the Christian because it hasn't ever been used Sometimes we just don't think. You've heard that phrase, so spiritually or so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. You do not thank God when bad things happen. You thank God because when something bad happens, God can pour out his goodness and we can recover all. But that's how happiness happens. Happiness happens when we learn to give thanks. We saw one of the powers, or one of the, the type of power that is released when we give thanks, is it empowers us to overcome unhappiness or the discontentment that has been caused by what is happening. You're going to have to overcome discontentment. Your soul is going to be affected by what's happening. And you need to affect your soul and refresh it and renew it in the midst of whatever is happening to give thanks to God, to lift your hands, to lift your voice. Sometimes you could just thank God that this life is not all there is. That this world is not your home. That you're going to spend eternity with him. Come on. Giving thanks is how happiness happens. We can overcome discontentment and unhappiness. In any situation, we can focus on the good stuff, express our gratitude, and be happy. Come on, have you ever if you're a parent, have you ever told your child, be happy? Come on, get that sad. You don't have a reason to be unhappy. Be happy. Now, we also know this. Happiness is good for the soul. 
Happiness has to do with our emotions. And yes, we are a spirit. Yes, we have a soul and we live in this body. But so often it is our soul that gets rocked around in this life. And we need to minister to our soul. Now let's talk today about thankful and blessed. I want to take you to the story that is recorded in the Gospel of Luke, and it's only recorded in the Gospel of Luke, but it's the story of the ten lepers. So go with me, if you will, to Luke chapter 17, verse 11. It says, As Jesus continued on toward Jerusalem, he reached the border between Galilee and Samaria. As he entered a village there, ten lepers stood at a distance, crying out, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. He looked at them and said, Go show yourselves to the priest. And as they went, they were cleansed of their leprosy. One of them, when he saw that he was healed, came back to Jesus shouting, Praise God! He fell to the ground at Jesus' feet, thanking him for what he had done. This man was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, Didn't I heal ten men? Where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? And Jesus said to the man, Stand up and go. Your faith has healed you. Now in just a minute, I want to break down this passage, and I want you to see how the one who was thankful was blessed. But just before we do that, let's just recognize what happened here. All ten were cured of leprosy, but only one came back to give thanks. It's amazing. So often in the Bible, you'll find out that the stats can be applied to whatever generation. Usually one in ten people are thankful. One out of ten. You know the parable of the four different soils. One-fourth of the people really bear the fruit, the fullness of the fruit of the Word of God. The Word of God just covers all generations. It's truth. Listen, we want to be number ten. We don't want to be the other nine. But for just a minute, too, let's look at the culture. Let's just examine the culture that these ten men lived in. And let's consider these ten lepers. At In that day, in Jesus' time, there was a, a lot of misunderstanding, a lot of lack of knowledge about this skin disease called leprosy. And because it was highly contagious, people were afraid of it because they didn't understand it. They literally ostracized the people who were affected by it. It can be kind of off-putting if you don't understand it. Leprosy will affect people's extremities and they get paralyzed and their hands, fingers can draw in. Their skin is blotched. And then a lot of times leprosy, the skin disease will affect people's eyesight. Sometimes they go blind. Sometimes their eyes are glazed over. And so people ostracize them. Talk about social distancing. They couldn't live with their families. They had to leave their homes. They were not welcome in the church. They were not welcome in the marketplace. They could not be touched. Man, can we identify with that, huh? 
And so here they are, these 10 men with this skin disease. They're calling out to Jesus from a distance. Now, can we just take a moment and can we just feel grateful and be grateful that even sometimes when we feel like our condition has distanced us from Jesus, that if we will call out to him, he will answer us no matter how far away we feel we are from him, no matter what condition is in our life. Listen, it doesn't matter how far you feel you are away from him. That is a feeling. Call out to him from wherever you are and Jesus will answer you. Come on, we got to get the word out. Let's not be afraid of people's brokenness. I'm so glad that Jesus is not afraid of my brokenness. And when others don't want to come near because of what's going on and all our issues, Jesus embraces us if we call out to him. Now listen, you can't keep your issues. Some people say, well, I don't want to, I want to be delivered of my sin, but some of those sins have become your pets. You got to get rid of them. You got to let Jesus free you. But these lepers called out to Jesus, and he answered. Can we recognize something else about Jesus here? He's a healer. Jesus is a healer. And he still heals today. And he heals all kinds of brokenness. And then he told the lepers this. He said, go show yourself to the priest. Now that's significant. Many of you know this truth. But the truth is in that culture in that day and time, many people were ostracized from societies and kept at a distance because of disease. And it was only the priest who could declare someone clean, and it was only when you were declared clean by the priest that then you could reenter society. So when Jesus told these lepers, go show yourself to the priest, they knew that if they were going to show themselves to the priest, the priest is the one that could then cause them that they must be clean, that they must be healed. And so there was some level of faith they had to listen to what Jesus said and to go to the priest. Now, here's what you need to understand. Something that we need to recognize about this. One, and this is where the blessings begin. One, it says, when he saw that he had been cured, came back. Now, listen, he came back, and it's important what he said when he came back. He recognized that he was healed of this disease, leprosy. And he came back and he said to Jesus, praise God. He recognized that Jesus was God. A lot of people want what Jesus has, but they don't want to recognize him as God. Oh, there's plenty of gods. Oh, there's so many roads to God. I like what I heard years ago. Uh, one minister said, yeah, when people tell me that all roads lead to God, I said, you're right. All roads lead to God, but you got to know what to say when you get there. 
You got to know how to get into heaven. You got to know Jesus when you arrive. Only one road, only one person gets you into relationship with God so that you experience eternal life. But the, this one leper came back. This one healed person came back. And listen, here's what he did. And it's so important because, folks, sometimes we miss this. This man recognized that only God could have worked this in his life. I was just healed of leprosy. That has to be God. He is the Savior of the world. Listen, they had to know something about Jesus or they would have never been calling out to him to heal them. Hmm. Wow. But Jesus heals this man. Now listen, when we recognize God and his work in our lives, the response is to give him thanks. Listen, how often has God blessed us and we didn't even recognize that that was God? He healed a marriage. He set our children free. He did something in our workplace, in this community, and we don't even recognize that it's God. And when we don't recognize that it's God, we don't come back and we don't express our thanks and we miss out on a blessing from Him. Let's be number 10. Now, let's stop for a moment also and talk about gratitude, the feeling of gratitude. Listen, we can only imagine that all 10 men felt extremely grateful when they realized they were cleansed of leprosy. How grateful they were to know that they would be accepted in society again. They could be back with their family. They could go to the synagogue. They could go to the marketplace. Their lives were totally changed. Now, the feeling of gratitude, I'm sure, a natural emotion, that would be natural, that you would feel so grateful. But now listen, I like what Pastor Timothy Keller says. Gratitude is what you feel. Thanksgiving is what you do. We got to get past just feeling grateful, and we've got to express our thanks. I like to say this gratitude is a wonderful feeling, but the giving of thanks goes beyond feelings and acts. Come on, get beyond your feeling. And here's the wonderful thing. If you learn how to get beyond your feelings and give thanks, then your feelings, your other feelings of unhappiness and all of those things won't bother you so much because you know how to get beyond your feelings and get into your blessings. We've got to express our thanks. We've said this almost every week. And it's such a good statement. But we can't just think our thanks. We must give our thanks. Jesus asked, where were the other nine? I think he's probably asked that question more than once. Where were the others that I blessed? How grateful we should be in this nation. Can I tell you something? You know, we say here, I don't do, and I have to define this, so maybe I won't go into all the definitions of it. 
as far as political um, because I think we are called to preach the truth we are called to be involved in our nation but I'm not called to be I'm not called to be a politician I'll put it that way but I am called to speak the truth so I'm going to tell you one thing I fear for America America's losing her gratitude for this nation listen you travel and you will become very grateful for this nation mm. we cannot lose our gratitude And nor can we lose, we will lose if we do not express that gratitude. Thank God for America. Is she perfect? No. No nation is because we're here. Because people are here. But God has blessed this nation. And this nation will lose out on the blessings of God if we do not thank him for his blessings on this nation. Now, I want to dig a little deeper into the blessing that came on this one leper because he was grateful in that he expressed that gratitude. I want to read Luke 17, starting with verse 15 this time. And I want to read it from the New International Version. It says, One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back, praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where, where are the other nine? Has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Rise and go. Your faith has made you well. Mm. Now, 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 hold on. I thought all of them were made well. Oh, we got to examine this word. All of them were cleansed of leprosy. Not all of them were made well. Jesus said to this one that was thankful, Your faith in me is God. Do you know when you give thanks, you are expressing your faith in a good God, in a powerful God, because you are thanking him for what he's about to do? You're thanking him for Christ, because if not for Christ, you couldn't receive God's blessing in your life. First of all, let me look at this word thanks. It says, he thanked Jesus. This is the word Eucharistio. And it is it means to be grateful, to actively express gratitude. It is an action word. To say grace at a meal, to give thanks. I have a confession to make. While studying this, I realize that sometimes I'm not as intentional as I need to be about giving thanks over my meals. You know, because you get in the habit of doing it. And honestly, sometimes now our family's at a different place and our, you know, boys are out. You know, they're older now, graduated, and, and so they're not at home. We don't do so many meals together. And uh, Jeff kind of does his own little, y'all don't know this, but my husband eats salad every night. Now, the good thing is, I'm very thankful I do not have to cook for him, because all I have to do is cut up lettuce. He cuts up his own lettuce, too. But a lot of times, he'll just come in later. He's traveled some, and he'll come in later. He'll just grab a salad and eat now, and I eat on my own. So sometimes, you know, I might just eat quicker. I'm doing something, and I've taken three bites. I think, I didn't even say thank you. Come on. And I've had to, in this series, I have to, wait a minute, I've got to be more. I'm speaking grace over this meal. 
I'm, spe- I'm releasing God's grace. This is an opportunity that I have in a very ordinary, everyday way to say thanks to God for health, for strength, for continued health and strength. Give thanks. The Samaritan came back and expressed his gratitude to God. And when he did, this word thanks is rooted in grace. When you express your thanks, you are releasing grace over that situation. Listen, the Bible teaches that the blessing comes to those who express their gratitude. Here's the good news. Everyone can be blessed. Because everyone can express their gratitude. Everyone can say thank you. Wow. we got to give voice to our thanks. Now, he said, your faith has made you whole. Let's look at this word whole. Many of you are familiar with this word. It is the Greek word sozo, which is the word for salvation. But when we look at the salvation that God has given us in Christ, it is a package deal. Here's what it means. Strong's Greek dictionary says it means to save, to keep safe and sound, to make well, heal, restore to health. I love Spirozodiades. He's a Greek scholar. And he adds to Sozo this definition by saying it's the present experience of God's power to deliver from the bondage of sin. It is all the blessings of God on men in Christ. Listen, nine or, or ten were cleansed of leprosy. One was made completely whole. Could it be that Ten were healed of disease, but one was given eternal life because he believed in the Christ. He came back to say, this is God. Could could it be that all ten were cleansed of this leprosy, but one was restored to complete health? That means all the effect of the disease were gone from his body. If an eye was blinded, he could see now. It's one thing to be cleansed of leprosy. It's another thing to be restored from all the effects of the disease. This one, now listen, this word sozo teaches us. Jesus said, your faith has made you sozo, completely whole. One was blessed in his spirit, his soul, and his body. Mm. Listen, blessings come to those who go beyond the feeling of gratitude to the giving of thanks. Mm. We open ourselves up to God's blessings when we give thanks. Come on. To be thankful is to be blessed. Let me just speak to this for just a moment too. Ingratitude brings loss. I just want you to make sure you're aware of that. I have lost out on some blessings of God in my life because I just wasn't grateful for what God had done. I was so caught up by what I wanted him to do that hadn't happened yet that then I lost some of the blessings that I already had. I lost the enjoyment of them. Listen to Romans 1.21. It says, Because that, when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, 
but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. And when we lack gratitude, darkness is all around us. Remember I said the good stuff glows in the dark when you're thankful? Listen, it's dark out there. You don't want darkness within. There's enough darkness out there. Here's the bottom line. The cure for ingratitude is loss. Listen, Thanksgiving helps us avoid the loss ingratitude brings. Now, some people suffer loss and they're not even cured. But listen, if you suffer loss because you are ungrateful, learn and be cured. And go ahead and be thankful. Now, let me wrap this up today with what I want to call the blessing prayer. It's kind of a way to make sure that we keep ourselves thankful and how we can pray because we need to pray. Things are not going well all the time. There are things we have to deal with in this world. So what do we do when bad things happen in our family, in our lives, in our community? Here's what Jesus said through the Apostle Paul, Philippians 4, 6. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Can I just say this? Paul knew what he was talking about when he said, be thankful in all circumstances the reason why is because when you give thanks to God he blesses you with his peace and if there is one thing you need when things are not going bad you need the peace of God wow that's the power of gratitude of giving thanks now listen worry is replaced by peace When we pray, thanking God for all he's done. Mm. You see, worry creates an anxious heart. Giving thanks creates a peaceful heart. You want to bring peace right now in that situation, in a marriage, in finances, in your community? You want to bring peace? Pray. Tell God what you need. Thank him for all he's done. And then his peace. This word thanksgiving there is the word eucharistia. It's a form of the other word. Still finding its root in grace. And I love this definition. It's grateful language to God as an act of worship. Giving thanks. Wow. Grateful language to God. Not grateful thoughts to God. Grateful language to God. Now now listen, when we give thanks, we're speaking the language of grace. You know, I, I lived in Peru for a year. And so, you know, people would often ask me, especially when they arrived maybe and they knew I'd been there for a while. Oh, you speak Spanish. No. <laughs> I just lived in Peru for a year, but I can't speak Spanish. Well, I've got a question for you this morning. Can you speak grace? Everyone can speak grace. When you give thanks, you're speaking the language of grace. Wow. This word peace, let me just define this as we begin to close. 
I love this word peace. It's one of the many blessings of thanksgiving. Thankful and blessed. Here's the word peace. A state of untroubled and undisturbed well-being, security. Mm. You see, when we give thanks, God in turn blesses us with his peace. In the midst of every circumstance, we can be untroubled, undisturbed, and secure. Have I always been? No. Because I forgot to pray the blessing prayer. But, but when I came to my senses, and then I told God what I need, well, I stopped worrying. I told God what I need. I thanked him for all he had done. And then his peace was poured out. All of a sudden, difficult circumstances no longer ruled me. Mm. In the midst of difficult circumstance, peace guards our hearts and minds. You see, Paul told us to be thankful in all things because he wanted that guard to come up, to show up. He knew we needed a guard over our mind and our heart in difficult circumstances. If you're lacking peace... If you are upset about circumstance, follow this simple recipe. I'm going to read that passage from the New Living or New International, Philippians 4, 6. Follow the recipe. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You know what? I had to cook most of our Thanksgiving meal this time. A lot of my family was gone and usually they bring some of the side dishes. So I cooked most of it. So I had to keep going back to the recipe book. I had to keep going back to the recipe. Come on. Some of you need to keep this book open, the Bible. And you need to keep going back to the recipe for peace, the recipe. You know how to behave in any circumstance. Give thanks. Listen, don't worry. Pray. Tell God what you need and give thanks. Simple recipe for a happy life. Let me just close by going back to Psalm 8, Psalm 89, and we'll close out this series today with this. Psalm 89, 15. Happier are those who fear, or, or I'll get it right. Happier are those who hear the joyful call to worship, for they will walk in the light of your presence. We learn that that word happy is also translated happiness. It's translated blessed. Thanksgiving, peace, and happiness go together. A blessed life by God is happy. Listen, we can be thankful, blessed, and happy. Come on. Thankful, blessed, and happy. Don't you get happy when you get blessed? Thankful, blessed, and happy. Amen. Did you get something out of that today? I pray that you did.